Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy Chris here from Madridism FC, the go-to destination from everything related to Los Blancos. We got the latest highlights, transfer news, and tactical analysis. So if you want to stay up to date with everything Real Madrid in La Liga, Champions League, Copa del Rey, all the competitions, hit the subscribe button and join the party. So I want to talk about today's match now. We played against Casereño, which is a team that plays in the fourth division of Spanish soccer. We played them due to the Copa del Rey, which is the equivalent to the FA Cup. If you're more familiar with the, with the Premier League I and mean, you just come into the Spanish uh, La Liga. So the, the Copa del Rey, which translates to King's Cup, is kind of the equivalent to the FA Cup where you play, where big teams from the first division play uh, lower division teams. So, so you can get a little bit of a, of a background. Last time we played against this team was in 1943, and it was a friendly. So we played them right before World War II, so it's been a while. And, um, you know, we're playing against players who are probably not full-time professionals. They, they probably are, you know, uh, accountants. They work at uh, grocery stores or they're students. And, uh, you know, they're playing against one of the biggest they're playing against the biggest team in the world, and they're playing against some of the biggest stars who get paid millions of dollars uh, a season. So just to put that into a context, and to add a little more context to that, um, La Copa del Rey is a very hard competition for Real Madrid historically, even though we've won, I think we're in, I think we're in third place when it comes to the amount of uh, trophies that we've won, that we won in Copa del Rey. So... Um, Every time we play La Copa del Rey, we always get eliminated either in this game or the next game against a very small team. That just always happens. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know why, really. It's just the other team always comes very motivated, and Real Madrid usually plays with their B team. And, um, you know, the other team wants to prove themselves. So, you know, they kind of always come with a little more intensity when it comes to the game, to the challenges, and Real Madrid always end up losing. But what are you going to do? It is what it is. As you can see from the starting 11, we're playing with our B squad, with the exception of Chouameni and Militao. Militao hasn't played a game since the World Cup, uh, so he's, he got into the starting lineup. And Chouameni hasn't played that much as well. I think he came on the last game for a short amount of time. So, and then we also see the likes of Camavinga, Rodrigo, who are 100% can be uh, in the A squad, per se. But, you know, due to his Real Madrid, um, they don't get into the starting 11 that often. So today they get the chance to prove themselves and really show um, what it's like. Unfortunately, while I was watching the game uh, in, a, in ESPN+, Plus, it might have happened to one of you guys that, are, that were watching the game here in America. The transmission went out, so I couldn't see the first 20 minutes of the game. But once the 20 minutes passed, I, I saw what I expected. The first thing that came to my mind is like, man, I've seen this movie before. The, you know, Casereño came with all the intensity of the world. They looked like prime uh, Manchester City. Uh, they were attacking us. Not really like real threats or one-on-ones or anything, but Real Madrid were, and we were in our own half, uh, and then we were losing balls. We were imprecise. The field was a little bit tricky. I'll talk more, a little bit more about the field. Um, Camavinga wasn't really showing up. Hazard, I think, touched the ball twice. Asensio. Um, even though it's the B team, and I wasn't expecting them to, like, rock our world 5-0 but um they are playing fourth division players so i am a little disappointed in that sense but it is to be expected because they're the casereño has all the upside and Real Madrid has all the downside because for casereño 
if they win, is a historic win. So they're extra motivated. They have nothing to lose. Everybody expects them to lose. So they have no fear when they play. But when Real Madrid, but with Real Madrid, they have all the downside because if they win, no one's going to clap. No one's going to say, hey, it's a fourth division team. You should have won either way. But if they lose, is a historic loss once again. And it's the players who are, uh, who are being signaled and you know all the blame is put on them. So Real Madrid and usually big teams in this competition, they operate from a place of fear. So in the second half, Ancelotti made some changes. He, he brought off Militao and Chouamini and Valverde and Rudiger came to take their place. Camavinga dropped into the holding midfielder, which I think he feels a little more comfortable. And uh, the game didn't really change after that. It was still the same problem. There was no intensity from Real Madrid. Uh, the team was, I think they were doing a little bit better. The other team, the home team, and Real Madrid were still trying to find their way. There was a few offside, offside calls uh, against Rodrigo when he was going to be one-on-one with the goalkeeper like a few times. But um, there's, there was no bar because it's a small stadium. I guess I don't have the technology to do the bar on site. But I think one of them was onside, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's part of the adventure of playing a low division team. And, um, and let me remind you, uh, Benzema, Modric, Kroos, uh, Mendy and Alaba were, and Courtois weren't available to be in the, in the game because there's a lot of games coming up uh, and we have some Champions League coming up. We have the, the FIFA Club World Cup coming up. So we got to really um, use our more veteran players, more sparingly. So now I do want to comment on the field. The field was atrocious. And I don't, I, at first I was watching the game and I was like, I'm going to have to come to the field. And I'm like, oh man, I really don't want to come to the field because I know when it happens a lot with Liverpool, with Jurgen Klopp, he, he complains a lot about the field in, in these, type of, these types of games. And he always gets, you know, criticized because he's like, yeah, but you're Liverpool, you're complaining about the field, all this BS. Like, you guys are all playing in the field. But this field was bad. Like, you can see, you can literally see the ball skipping. And it was just like a five-yard pass. The ball was literally skipping. That's how bad it was. I've seen better fields at the YMCA or at the, or in Sunday League football. Like, pick, pick your field that's in your neighborhood. And it was a hundred times better than what this field was in a professional match. So that was very unfortunate. I think that definitely uh, played its part. You know, obviously Real Madrid is still expected to win, but that had to play its part. And Real Madrid were pretty dull until I think it was minute 69 when Rodrigo had a fantastic goal. He uh, passed uh, two players. His goal was very Brazilian-esque, and uh, he curved it to the far post. It was amazing. Uh, I, I love the goal. I'm not going to go home and, and, you know, write articles about his goal, but because um, it was against, you know, La Copa del Rey in a low team, but... It was a really good goal. I'm glad he got the goal. He got some confidence, some minutes. I think it's very important for Rodrigo and Camavinga. Even though when they're not having a good game or they're having a game where they're just not uh, what you expect them to be, I, it's really good for them to complete the game. I feel like that gives them, that makes them uh, build confidence uh, with the coach. Uh, that's, to me, that's the key. That's what happened with Vinicius. When Vinicius was uh, popping off and he was scoring goals at the beginning and then he had a, a few games last season where he wasn't scoring. He was not as effective as he was in prior. Ancelotti still decided to keep him because that, that, that told him, hey, no matter what, you're my star. And at some point, you have to do that to the players you believe they're the stars. It's hard to do, it's hard to do it with Real Madrid, of course, but 
I think it's very important, so I'm glad he was able to get the goal, even though his game was okay. And lastly, I want to touch base with the, with the Castilla players who traveled with the first team. We had Nico Paz, we had uh, Sergio Arribas, and Alvaro, I think it was Rodriguez. Uh, these two players have been standing out in the Castilla, which is like the reserves team for Real Madrid. And um, people are really looking forward to seeing Nico Paz. Unfortunately, he didn't, was able, he wasn't able to come on. I think the game didn't plan out that way. So we saw Rivas coming on. He didn't really do much. He came on, he came on like at the 80th minute or something. And Alvaro, with, uh, Alvaro Rodriguez, I believe that's his last name. I'm sorry, but his name does say Alvaro. He came in as a center forward. He's a very tall a guy from Uruguay. First time I've heard of him, first time I've seen him. He was very lively. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of his, his teammates were looking for him. They were throwing him balls. So I think that says a lot. When the team is looking for you and is looking for you to make runs and, and like, you know, head balls and, and stuff, uh, that means they trust you. Uh, so that if they're trusting, that means you, you, there's something, you have at least a good attitude and, you know, they, they believe that you can do it. So that's pretty great. Vallejo also came in. He's not in the Castilla, but it's like he was because he doesn't really feature that much. Uh, he came in as left back. He looked very uncomfortable. It was, it was very sad. I think that's the first time he's played there. So um, he wasn't good, really. He had a, a few good balls that he, um, you know, like kicked out of bounds and, you know, he had some good defensive headers, but he looked very uncomfortable. You could tell he has no left foot, but I mean, that's not his fault. He's a center back. And Odrio um, Sola was there. Um, he, I think he left injured, which is very sad. He, you know, it's a player that had a lot of promise at first, you know, like four years ago now. But um, he doesn't really feature that much. He didn't really have a good game as well. Uh, Lucas was at the right back. Um, but yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's about it. It was, a, it was unfortunate we didn't get to see Nico pass because his highlight reel was um, kind of surfing the net quite recently, the last, the last week. So... Um, I guess we're going to have to wait. Hopefully, we get to see him next, uh, next match. Who knows? We might even get to see him in, in, a, in La Liga if we're winning 3-0 and Ancelotti feels like bring, bringing him in. So that's it for today, guys. We won 1-0 against uh, Careseño at their, at their uh, stadium. So next game is against Villarreal. I believe it's on Saturday morning here in, uh, in Eastern time. So, you know, we pass to the next round, which we're slowly lifting the curse. Um, and then hopefully we we get uh, we don't get uh, that much of a hard team in La Copa del Rey and we get to to hopefully win the title. So let me know what you guys think about today's video. Uh, hit the subscribe button, like the video if you guys like it. Comment with your analysis of uh, want to hear your analysis too with how the game was and what you, how you feel about certain players, maybe like Hazard who um, didn't really do anything or Asensio. So you know just comment down below and see you guys in the next video.